Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourself, our family, and others. How often have you heard it said that Jesus loves you, that God loves us, and that soon enough in life we are face trials, we face difficulties, even tragedies and sufferings. We wonder, where is that love? And we cry out to God and we say, Why, O oh God, why? Sometimes we're told, Oh, honey, pain is just a part of life. But I think there is a better answer than that as we consider God, and that is, if we never had a trial, we would never be able to thank God for the blessings that we do have. Again, I will say it, if we never had a trial, how would we be able to fully thank God for the blessings that we do have? Similarly, we could ask, why must we fight? Because it seems like we struggle with so much things, so many things in life. Well, without a battle, there is no victory. And without a victory, there is no heavenly crown. So it seems like trials and fights are just a normal part of life. Yet we all know that pain and suffering are difficult no matter when they occur, no matter how they occur. So this gives us a chance to practice our compassion and our empathy when we see pain, when we see suffering, we can show compassion. Now, this is a part of our Christian life. It is showing a form of love to other people through compassion and empathy. And love, this kind of love, is a cornerstone of Christianity. Love is so important, and John fifteen twelve tells us the commandment of Jesus and that is that you love one another as I have loved you. Pretty powerful. That is the commandment of Jesus Christ, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now read the verses before and after John fifteen twelve. It's a powerful testimony to love. Jesus calls upon us to love one another. How, and, and after that, Jesus calls upon us as friends. He calls us friends. Can you imagine that? Wow. It just about brings me to tears to think of that is the closeness of the relationship that Jesus Christ wants with us who believe in him. Now, God loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. And search this out. It's plain and evident in God's love letter to you, which is the Bible. Read it. Read it. Put the understanding into your body, into your heart, into your mind, into your body and soul. And let it become a part of you and spread it throughout the world. This is a part of the preparations that we can do because we need to have preparations in our heart, our soul, and our mind. This is episode 30, and I urge you to start your preparations now before there's an urgent need and what you want is hard to find. Remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have. 
Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628-7222. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior called to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Settle up your horses. Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country, our families, fortunes, and sacred honor to protect our property, our schools, and yes, maybe even salvage some of our churches. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Now, here is your host of Red Sky Radio, Rob Walter. Well, hello, American. Welcome to Red Sky Radio on a very exciting day here. This is our launch date for the great KFNX uh, radio in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Exciting time as the Red Sky Radio network, if you'll call that, continues to expand. Uh, And uh, Gosh, what is this station? 50,000 watts covers a good portion of Arizona. I'm glad to be hosting from Arizona. My goodness sakes, this has been a long time uh, in process. Uh, to all of our other stations uh, in in Nevada and California, we are only in the Southwest. Want to welcome you, of course, and um, and for the, and for everybody listening, other than in the in Arizona, I just I just want to start this program with a little bit of an announcement. That is, I'm first of all, I'm going to cover a little bit of the history of this program for all of the, uh, frankly, thousands of listeners that we have in Arizona who have not heard this, but also I just want to encourage uh, everybody else to check their program guide on for whatever station they listen to, Red Sky Radio, because the time is going to be moving on those other stations to uh, midweek, a drive-home time in the midweek, 4 o'clock Wednesday afternoon on KKVV in uh, Las Vegas, and a similar time, I believe, in Chico. I don't know about the uh, San Jose area yet, but... We'll, we'll have other announcements on that. But anyway, for our new listeners and for other listeners who might need a refresher, what this program is about, I promise people that we're going to start with good news. I'll try to end with good news. In between, however, it is an e-ticket ride. You will need to hang on. I will give you a little bit of background here just as far as the history of the program a little bit of my background, which you probably don't want to hear too much of, and I'm not going to belabor it. But it's important for you to understand what this program is attempting to do because our time is critical. A couple of stories I'm going to share later in this program will explain why this program and other programs are so vital at this particular point in time. We are in a race, folks. We are, not, what's more of a race? We are in a war for the battle of the very soul of this nation, the battle for our Constitution and the traditions and the customs and those things which have made this country great, not without fault, not without blame, but a country which has probably done as well as any country, historically anyway, to implement those things which are good and natural, those things which are biblical, those things which are uh, healthy for economies, for families, for education. Well, I will. Uh, let me just tell you. First of all, I am a lawyer. I, I'm licensed in California, and to balance that out, I'm also licensed in Michigan. 
Not licensed in Arizona or Nevada yet. But in any event, that is my background. My training is as an attorney. So when you hear some things uh, on, on this program, don't think that I'm necessarily preaching to you. Don't think I'm trying to be your seventh grade teacher. In some respects, I consider a radio audience a jury. And if I don't get a 12-0 verdict, then I have failed somewhere in the program. And that's not to put the listeners down. I just, if I can't convey a topic, it's truth, it's power, it's correctness, so convincingly enough to have you at least, at least consider the proposal, if not agree with the proposal, then I'm doing something wrong. I need to retool. But I will tell you, we will. We are going to cover things that are historical. We are going to cover things that are political in nature. We're going to cover things that uh, may uh, be biblical. They could be economic. They could be social. I ran for my politi- first political office as a Democrat in the seventies, and um, I, in the course of that campaign, I actually became a Christian. And by the time I was done, I emerged as a Republican, although I was on a Democrat ticket. I asked God this. God, I said, I have promised so many things I now want to take back. Uh, please let me lose this election. And he answered that prayer. I got slaughtered, as I should have been. But why Red Sky Radio? And what does Red Sky Radio even mean? Uh, it it does come, and I'm not going to preach at you folks today. I'm just going to share a couple of biblical things as the origin of this program, but we're going to get into things that are deeply political, but they also have spiritual connotations. Folks, I do not separate anything. I don't separate politics from religion, from economics, from sociology, from uh, you name it. Go right on down the line. From sports, from the to marriage, to gender, to media, to our Constitution, to race relations, to education, to the legal system, to our military. I don't separate any of these topics. And I will tell you why. Because I have found in my life that the minute I start to back off and say, oh, well, I can't really say this. I, I, can't, I can't say this in a church because it's political. I can't say this in a, in, a, in a law office because somebody might see it as uh, judgmental or religious. You know what? As long as you are carving out exceptions for why you should not say something you know you should be saying, you will ultimately be useless. You will not be salt. You will not be light. You will not be a convincing force for good no matter where you are. You will always, always, always have an excuse for not taking the narrow and uncomfortable road called the proclamation of truth. And I don't care what it is you're talking about. If you if you shun the truth, you will forever be in the back of the ranks. You will never be promoted where you should be promoted to be an influence for good in this time, in this country. Whatever you have been called to do, you will fail. If you fail in the courage department, if you are cowardice, you will never become what I believe God has called every single person to be. So why Red Sky Radio? Why the name? Uh, it comes out of Matthew sixteen three. Jesus says, hey, look, you, you guys, you can tell the sign uh, uh, in the sky when the red sky in the morning, you should take cover. It's a warning, right? Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. Remember that thing that comes out of Scripture. But this is a red sky morning radio program. Folks, the horizon ahead of us is dark as a nation, as an economy. Yes, we may be ebullient over the things that have been accomplished by a party who uh, everybody said would be a horrible president, and he's actually done fabulous things. That's right. I think... I'll tell you right now, I think Donald Trump is probably the best modern-day president we've had, and B.O. himself, Barack Obama, is the worst modern-day president we have had. More on that later. You've got a lot of programs we are going to dig into and cover these topics. But in that particular passage, it says, when the sky is red in the morning, you know you should, you know you should be doing things, batting down the hatches, you take cover, you make preparations. 
Folks, it's a red sky morning. There are some bad things coming, but it doesn't mean that you have to struggle for survival. The fact of the matter is there are people who didn't just survive during the Depression. They thrived. And I'm not talking about just economics. I'm talking about in all ways. And so we're going to cover that. It comes out of Matthew 16.3. I did my first radio program in 1997 on a, on a station in Orange County. And on that program, I had indicated the reasons why I was convinced that based upon the direction that this country is going, that this country would eventually split. In other words, there would be a secession or a division that would cause the dividing of this country in two, not necessarily in half. I don't know if it would be 50-50. It could be 90-10, 80-20, 70-30. I don't know. But I'm convinced then, I'm even more convinced now, we're going to cover that on a future program. Why? The, a, a division of the United States, absent, absent an incredible, miraculous intervention. The division and breakup of the United States is inevitable, and what you should do about it. We are going to cover so many topics. We're going to cover when you know, when, how you will know when you have to disobey civil authority. Now, a lot of people say, oh, you, you, you obey the law. That is the general rule. There are times when you are, it's not an option. You're actually commanded to disobey civil authority. When must a governor, when must a president tell a federal judge to take that edict, that writ of mandamus, whatever the decision is, and go wrap fish with that piece of paper? There are times when you are called and absolutely required to do that. We're going to cover these topics. And I will have failed if you have not learned immeasurably how to respond to a lot of problems that we are facing today. I do have a website. It's called redskyradio.net, and you can contact me, uh, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. I am a student of history. I'm a student of the law. I have two law degrees. I'm not patting myself on the back. It's just a fact. I'm a student of the Bible, of the economy. There is no topic we don't cover. And folks, I am not here to duplicate what you hear on some other great programs. Whether it's something you hear on Fox News, whether it's something you hear on Mark Levin, Laura Ingram, Dana Lesh, uh, Michael Savage. You know, I'm not here to duplicate that. If I don't have something unique that I feel like I've been given to share, you won't hear it. But you are going to hear time to time me quote a whole different bunch of people. I could quote, uh, I could quote Churchill. I certainly would quote Churchill. It could be I would be quoting Jefferson. Could be that I would be quoting Jesus. Could be I quoting Martin Luther King Jr. My point is to quote the truth. I mean, so much so that let me just say, if if uh, Martin Luther King Jr. were alive today, I got to tell you, he would be really disappointed at some distinct identity groups here in the United States. He would have little use for Antifa as I have little use for just a bunch of thugs, just a bunch of white thugs. That's all they are. Just ask Candace Owens, the, the great, uh, gosh, great black female apologist, which means defender. Apologist doesn't mean you're apologizing. Apologist means a defender. That word is misused of the truth. And Antifa calls her a racist, calls a black woman a racist. I mean, are there black women who are racist? Yeah, Maxine Waters is a black racist, but not Candace Owens. This is Antifa. Martin Luther King Jr. would so be so incredibly embarrassed at Antifa. He'd be embarrassed of a whole bunch of so-called Christians, a bunch of spineless jellyfish that don't have the guts to say what they need to say and stand up for the truth. He'd be embarrassed at Black Lives Matter. He'd be embarrassed at Occupy Wall Street. Hey, didn't he say, you know, judge somebody not on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character? And what do we have in the media today? Everybody, not everybody, but most of the media judging people based on the color of their skin, the language they speak. And I mean, it is all identity politics, and it is the left it is the leftist lemmings in the, in the college campuses uh, led by leftist professors 
and a leftist media that are dividing this nation. And the Christians don't stand up. No, I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm embarrassed for a lot of the churches. I mean, if, there's, if, there, if this country goes down a rat hole, I'll tell you, there's, I'll tell you who can probably uh, c- accept the responsibility. There's a whole bunch of pastors who don't have the guts. They don't have, I'm sorry, they don't have the cojones to tell it like it is. Eunuchs in clerical garb. Got no use for them. Got no use for them at all. What we need are the Davids, the King Davids. While all the Israelites were holed up in caves, shivering and their knees quaking because of the big, bad Goliath that's out there. And David shows up, 17 years old, whatever he was. Says, what's wrong with you guys? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Who is this guy who dares to defy the armies of the living God? I mean, basically, he just rant, ranted and railed on all the feckless weaklings that were holed up in the cave. There's no topic, folks, we aren't going to, to cover. You're going to hear the truth about so-called global warming, about immigration, you're going to hear the truth about abortion, about homosexual marriage, about self-defense and the right to keep and bear arms, about civil war, secession, when it's time to leave, when you have to leave, about welfare, about Sharia law, why the education system is to- so totally screwed up, and what an obligation that you have as it relates to educating your children and your grandchildren, for which ultimately you will share the congratulations or you will share the blame with your spouse or the other parent. You will. We, we have the right to delegate the education of our children, but we can't delegate the blame for having placed them in a school that stinks and a school that hates America, hates God. You know what? I am so sick and tired, and I'm going aside here already. I am so sick and tired of hearing about Islamophobia, homophobia, sexism, racism. You know what? Those are about the only, what are the only seven or eight words that, that frankly most Democrats even know? The people in media, count them. Uh, if it, if, if it doesn't include racism, um, sexism, uh, uh, homophobia, Islamophobia, uh, global warming, climate change, what have you, they, look, they got about a 10 word vocabulary. And they scream those things thinking that volume is a good substitute for substance. It is not. You're going to hear the truth about these things. And you're going to be, if, if, like I said, if, I, if this program doesn't impact the way you think or encourage you or bolster you or educate you, then I have at least in part failed. But I don't want that to be the case. We are going to cover these topics, and yeah, um, yeah, you know, maybe the country does split. Maybe we do have a civil war. Maybe we have all these things. But you're not going to be unprepared for anything that comes down the pipe. The pike. I so I misspoke there. A couple of things, though. I want to I want to clarify a couple of definitions that I that I have for words and phrases that are different than what you typically will hear. So I might as well just explain some things and some phrases as to why I use them and not the politically correct version of what one is attempting to say. I'm going to touch on, uh, we're going to define hate. Gosh, we're going into a break already. I can't believe it. We're going to discuss hate speech. We're going to discuss why I don't use the term African-American. And maybe a few other things here just to sort of set the pace so you will know what you're getting. This is Rob Walter. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Rob Walter. As a California lawyer, I help clients escape the clutches of the California taxing authorities when they sell their highly appreciated investment property, rentals, farmland, commercial real estate, or any other real estate for which California will sock you. What we do is help replace clients' California real estate with high-quality income-producing real estate in other states through tax-free exchanges. My clients want out of California but want to take 100% of their hard-earned assets with them. 
Often you will see a meaningful increase in income from replacement properties outside of California. We do it for our clients, and I've done it for myself. Normally, the properties we recommend will require little, if any, personal oversight. Of course, if you establish residency outside of California or have already left the left coast, it gets even better. With lower taxes, higher income, and Jerry Brown in your rearview mirror, you'll see the advantage of moving your real estate assets out of California. And the cost to you of my services? Dead zero. Contact me today at info at redskyradio.net. That's info at redskyradio.net. This is Rob Walder. We are back with Red Sky Radio. Okay, returning to just a couple of quick definitions. This whole program is getting consumed with preliminary, but you're getting a taste for it and what it's going to be that you'll be hearing uh, wherever you may be in your particular markets as we shift uh, a bunch of things around here for Red Sky Radio. But a couple of definitions. Um like I said, there are the you know you what was it? What was it? George Carlin had the what the five or the seven words you you couldn't say on uh, on radio or television. Well, the, the the left has only about has has seven words are that that are the only things they can say. Like I said, you know it's it's hate speech, it's Islamophobia, homophobia, sexism, racism, climate change, and I have been in these debates. I've been in these discussions. I've run for political office unsuccessfully, I might add. I may be too too truthful. And I've been in these debates where they just simply cannot handle reason. The left cannot handle reason. They talk about critical thinking skills, and yet it's actually a very critical situation as to how the left can't think. And you know why they can't think? Because they got a bunch of patsies backing them up. I don't care whether it's a mainstream media, whether it's some left-wing college, uh, college or university, which is just about all of them. You don't get, you don't learn how to think. You don't go to most public schools of so-called higher learning to get an education anymore. You go there to get an indoctrination. Journalists aren't journalists; they're propagandists. I mean, listen. You may look at all the TV stations and radio st- stations, but mostly the mainstream media in the last election cycle. I mean, they should have just joined together and just called themselves the the whores for Hillary. That's all they were, right? There was no truth in that. Well, we're going to define a couple of terms. First of all, hate speech. Hate speech has nothing to do ultimately with the content of what someone says. Now, first of all, hate speech, because any speech is actually protected under the U.S. Constitution. But I want to tell you just how stupid... The definition of this has become and how it's become applied in states which are just falling off into the abyss like California. Hate crimes. Hate crimes require, and I'll tell you as an attorney, there are certain things you've got to prove if you're going to show a hate crime. You've got to show that the person actually did some act. That act was the cause of what happened, and what happened was somebody else was damaged. And to be a hate crime, presumably it was rooted in hate. I will tell you that the hate crime legislation on the East Coast and the Left Coast, where they have hate crime statutes all over the place, none of them actually requires you to prove one particular thing. You don't have to prove hate. The hate component is assumed. And so here is what hate speech is, truly. Hate speech might be simply speech that I say or that you say that somebody else hates. You see, you provide the dialogue or you provide the monologue. You provide the speech and they hate what you're saying. They hate the truth and therefore it becomes hate speech. But all the animus, all the angst, all the venom, all the vitriol, is on the left that can't stand the truth. And I understand, folks, why they don't like the truth. I get it. 
that you don't like things with which you're uncomfortable. You don't like things with which you, um, you disagree with, and you especially don't like those things with which you have little experience. The left has little experience with the truth. And so no wonder they're suspicious. No wonder they recoil. No wonder they can't handle it. No wonder they start lobbying things at us as that this is hate speech. It's Islamophobic. It's homophobic. It's blah, blah, blah. I want to tell you, the left hates truth. The The left hates the Bible. They're bibliophobes. They hate Jesus. They're Christophobes. They're Elohim, Elohimophobic. They hate God. You want to find out where all the phobes are? The phobes are on the left in great number. Next little definition, and I can't spend the rest of the program on definitions. I'm just going to cover a couple, and when we come upon them in the future, and I think that they require explanation, you will get an explanation. I want to explain to you why you will not hear me use the term African American. I have a, a large bunch of blacks, brothers and sisters. I consider them, love them dearly. They listen to this program. They know where I come from. They know my heart. And the reason I do not use the term African-American, I will use the term black, is because African-American is an incorrect term used in most situations. It's not an anti-black thing. My gosh, I, I, if you've heard past programs, you would see and hear the laundry list of black candidates, male and female, or black individuals I would love to be candidates, would support them on the program, interview them on the program, and send them money and be proud to do so. The fact of the matter is I truly believe that if this country is going to get saved, it probably lies in the hands of gutsy, convicted, articulate blacks and Hispanics. I think that's where it is. They're going to land in the, with, us, with us white folks. I don't see that happen. Take Proposition 8. The Constitutional Amendment in California, which back in 2008 was passed, prohibiting same-sex marriage before some homosexual judge threw it out because he was convicted of a sin. So, you know, he threw it out and blah, blah, blah. Do you know who passed that act? If it were left up to white Californians, it never would have passed. It passed because a distinct majority of Hispanics and blacks knew what was right, know what was right, and what was wrong, and they supported the amendment to prohibit that which God calls us calls an abomination. Plain and simple. All right? That's where the future lies here. I mean, I know there's demographic shifts in this country, and it is what it is. I mean, hey, this country at one time had no Italians until a bunch of Italians came. And at one time it had no Irish till the Irish came. That, that's been the history of this country. But it is incumbent upon these growing minorities, who aren't really minorities anymore, certainly not in California. I think the, the largest demographic group is Hispanic. It's incumbent upon the blacks and Hispanics reading this program to do that which is unthinkable, and that is to speak out in the name of that what you, or that what you know is right, is proper. Let the chips fall where they may. You want to know where the Uncle Toms are? The Uncle Toms are in the Democrat Party. Be a conservative black person. Come out and try to articulate a position that you know is right. They call you an Uncle Tom. But the fact is, the Uncle Toms are over there. They're the ones that want you to, to just toe the line. They're the ones that want you to get the free cell phones. They're the ones that want you dependent on welfare. They're the ones that do not want you leaving the plantation of government dependence because you might grow out of that to think and vote on your own without somebody telling you you might be independently wealthy. You might want to have your kids in the very best schools and towns that you support a voucher system. And guess what? You're no longer a Democrat. You're no longer part of the left. Look, I used to be a Democrat. I know. I know wherever I speak. And today, if you called me a Democrat, I would probably sue you for slander. I, there are some Democrats I know and love, but I cannot, I cannot understand how they vote like they do when I know how they think. They don't support 
anything that that party has has embraced. And let me tell you something, folks. This People say, well, the pendulum is swinging back. Not really, but only sort of. Here's what's happening. If a pendulum swings back to the right, the clock from which this pendulum hangs is still being moved to the left. You see, the center position is now way left. I, I don't believe sub, substantially different than I did 30, 35 years ago. And 30, 35 years ago, I was really middle of the road, maybe, maybe leaning a little right, but I was middle of the road. Now, you've heard enough to probably call me a radical right-wing extremist. I haven't moved. I haven't changed. But the clock has getting, is getting pushed to the left. So where is the center? Take California. State's just con- unbelievably stuck on stupid. After 25 years, couldn't do anything more. This program was threatened being broadcast from California. So now we've moved it out of California, and we broadcast back into California. I mean, we... and. It was called Radio Free California when it was there at one time. Now it really probably should be called that, but it's not exclusive to the state of California. But I want to tell you, the Republicans, I mean, there's some great ones in California. Most of them are a disgrace. They have surrendered on all the topics, and they think that they somehow can be elected if they are Democrat light. We don't care about the truth anymore. We only care about getting reelected. And for that, I fault the Republicans just as much as I fault the wayward abysmally wrong Democrats on virtually everything they touch. And I will quote, to some extent, well, no, I'm not going to quote him here at this point. I'm going, I'm going aside on the program. Well, you're going to hear why people are leaving California, New York, Illinois, and why there is a flight to the middle part of this country. And it's part of the process leading up to what I believe to ultimately be a division in this country, which is not re- is, which is not my desire, but it's inevitable. You're going to hear why other states, in this particular case where this program is heard, specifically through the greater part of Nevada and Arizona, why you can't let Nevada and Arizona become any more like California than it already is. Why you cannot be influenced by the ooze of evil that flows with great... Uh, what's the old word? Felicity out of California. Folks, we're already at a war of words in this country, but we are at a war of, of principles as well. We're not pulling out the guns. Well, the Demo- there are leftists that pull out guns, like the guy, the Democrat who shot Steve Scalise, and like the Democrat that broke into the focus on the family headquarters and wanted to bomb and kill those guys in Washington, D.C. The violence has all been on the left. It really has. Even the Charlottesville right-wing rally, which included some white racists. Hey, I didn't. I don't support that view by any means. But their rally was actually peaceful until Antifa shows up. Everything's peaceful until Antifa shows up. Everything is is generally somewhat benign until the left shows up. All right, but they show up and they touch and they ruin everything. They ruin sports. They ruin economy. The left has ruined marriage, ruins and kills unborn children, ruins gender relations, it ruins the media, it's poisoned uh, race relations. It has tainted the Constitution, it's perverted the Constitution, actually. It's absolutely destroyed education, it's infected religion, and it has, in the process of absolutely emasculating and destroying our military. So, you're kind of getting a feel for what this program is about, huh? Good. We're going to keep moving. See, we don't need a bunch of allies in this world. And this, it's, i got to just tell you, this is one of the reasons I just love, I've come to love Donald Trump. Not because he's gracious, not because he's polite, not because he's kind, but for what he's doing. He's got the guts to speak the truth. Does he go off the rails sometimes? Absolutely. But I will tell you, I will take somebody who is saying uh, and doing doing the things that they said that they would do outside of the politically correct rhetoric of Washington, D.C., and I'm including Democrats and Republicans in that group that don't, don't have the guts, don't have the guts to do what's right because they're so enamored by their own particular position. 
I love somebody who is rattling that cage with right ideas, with right ideas. And he is. I pray for the guy you should too. And his protection because I, I, you know, I mean, we've always known that the left honestly has at its roots a hatred for things that are right, things that are good. They hate life. You wouldn't be so radically supportive of killing the unborn. If you, if you, how could you love life, love life and support the right to exterminate a child in the womb? And you might say, oh, yeah, Rob, I disagree with you on this abortion thing. Well, first of all, I will tell you, there's about 19 Bible verses that are all pro-life. There's no pro-abortion Bible verse. So you can go argue with God with that. And if you don't like God and you don't think God wrote it, then argue with Moses. Argue with those who, if they weren't even anointed by God, would have the would hold the all-time record for the best-selling book of all time and always will. I'll throw this out for you to ponder. Tell me with what part of the statement do you disagree? Abortion is the intentional, purposeful killing of innocent, unborn human life. Abortion is the intentional, purposeful killing of innocent, unborn human life. Tell me what part do you agree with that? Look, I had a couple of legal secretaries once. Don't have them anymore. But I was bothersome to them because I was the only person in that office that was pro-life, and I was open about it. Look, I mean, look, I went to the University of Michigan undergrad. Every, every professor I had was somewhere to the left of Fidel Castro. So I've spent my whole life having to defend that which is right and articulate positions to show the left that they're non-thinking zombies, and they are. Because they don't have to think because everybody's on their side. All they got to do is say, oh, that's Islamophobic. And everybody pats them on the back and says, yeah, 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 yeah. And they don't even have to have to defend their position. I mean, I, I, I worked with a woman one time who thought she was really, she felt really put out because she went to see some movie called Juno. I'd have never seen Juno. I don't know what it's about. But apparently some girl who gets pregnant uh, decides to not have an abortion. And this woman thought that the, that the story had a subtle pro-life uh, un, um, undercurrent. And she was offended. And I said to her, Linda, join the ranks. You run into something that doesn't comport with your worldview of things once a year. And you get all bent out of shape, and I run into the stuff that you promulgate, the stuff that you advance, the stuff that you and your uh, friends and, and the people you respect in political office push and ram, slam, cram, and jam down our throat. I put up with that 10, 20 times a day because you cannot be a conservative in this country or especially in California and without running into political correctness, run amok, at the behest of left-wingers on an almost hourly basis. So they don't know how to handle the truth, like I said. They can't handle that. Well, I'm not even sure where I was going with that point. I, 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 I went sideways. I know what I was going to say. I had, these two, I had these two secretaries that I don't, they don't work with me anymore. I was a, an embarrassment to this law firm, which was proudly leftist. They didn't call them that self. They call themselves progressive. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Here's another term I have to redefine. You are not going to hear me ever use the word progressive unless it's in a context totally distinct and divorced from its use in political circles. I really don't understand. Look, I love Rush Limbaugh, love Sean Hannity. I mean, they're just some great people. Uh, who are luminaries in this world for conservative positions that I simply don't understand why they use that term. Progressives are not progressive. I won't use the term just like I won't use the term African-American, which I didn't even finish the explanation of that. I use the word black. Why? Because African-American is incorrect. Go up to somebody on the street, a black person in New York, and say, hey, what does it feel like being an African-American in the United States? He said, hey, man, I'm not African-American. I'm from Jamaica. You see, it's just politically incorrect. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not politically. It's just simply incorrect. Progressive is incorrect, like African-American is incorrect, because we have a lot of blacks in this country that aren't Americans. So you can't be African-American if you're not an American. Okay? 
Okay, I never, I never finished that explanation. And now I don't even have time to finish my explanation of why progressives aren't progressive. But I will right after the break. Don't go away. This is Rob Walder with Red Sky Radio. Hi, this is Rob Walter, and as a California lawyer for many years, I've been helping clients escape the clutches of the California taxing authorities upon the sale of their highly appreciated assets, such as investment property, rentals, farmland, or commercial real estate, or any other real estate for which California will sock you. What do I do? I help replace clients' California real estate with high-quality assets in other states through tax-free exchanges. In short, My clients want out of California but want to take 100% of their hard-earned real estate assets with them. Often you will see a meaningful increase in income from replacement properties outside California, and normally the properties we recommend will require little, if any, personal oversight. Of course, if you establish residency outside of California or have already left the left coast, it gets even better. With lower taxes, higher income, and Jerry Brown in your rearview mirror, you'll see the advantage of moving your real estate assets out of California. The cost to you of my services, absolute dead zero, nothing. Contact me today at info at redskyradio.net. That's info at redskyradio.net. We are back. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. Okay. I teased it, not intentionally. Sorry, it was accidental. Why I will never use that term progressive unless its use is a legitimate use, meaning something where you are prog- truly progressing towards something. Um, because it's an incorrect word. Like I said, it's incorrect like African-Americans. Yes, they're African-Americans. They're blacks who are citizens. They're a bunch of blacks who aren't citizens. And it's not a it's not an identity that is correct. Now, forgive me. I'm a lawyer. I want to use the right terms, the right definitions. I want to be correct. Folks, you're listening to a guy who used to edit letters to his parents. That's right. If my and, and my mother would practically box my ears if I had a comma splice in the wrong place. But that's not really what it, what it is. Just hardwired to as much as possible be correct. And that's why I don't use that term. And now this is why I don't use progressive. I feel like it's a third thing that I need to define besides African American hate speech and now progressive. Progressive I don't use because it is incorrect. Progr- the so called progressives aren't progressive and you will hear me refer to them from this point on as regressives because they are regressives and i'm going to give you a couple of reasons maybe three reasons to prove the point conclusively these the regressives calling themselves progressive and frankly other people giving way to that term How is it progressive to support abortion when we eliminated child sacrifice a long time ago? Whether you want to go back to biblical times and offering up your children as human sacrifices to the gods of Ashtoreth and Molech, which is what they did, and for which Israel was, I might add, judged severely for shedding that innocent blood, of offering up children as human sacrifices, how can you go back to offering up human children in the in the womb, whether your sac- what, whether the desire is pleasure of the person doing the aborting, whether it is for whatever reason doesn't matter, whether it's just mere birth control? How can it be be progressive to go backward to a time that we thought we were done with, as far as the execution of innocent human life? That's regressive, folks. I want to tell you, homosexual marriage isn't progressive. It's regressive. 
regressive. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of the of, of a bunch of reasons, but most notably because of a pride over their sexual behavior, which was homosexual. Sorry, that's the way it is. Go argue with God. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a pizza delivery man. Don't get mad at what's on the pizza. I'm just a pizza delivery guy here. How can it be progressive to supposedly advance towards a society that was properly judged and ultimately criminalized hundreds of years ago? How is that going forward? We're going backwards. Number three, this is, this is all I need to prove the case. The regressives think that it is progressive to control guns, to limit the people's rights of self-defense, to pick and choose what guns somebody can have on the way to eliminating all guns. They think that's progressive. How can it be progressive to go back to the days of Adolf Hitler when the government did not allow guns, to the days of Joseph Stalin, to the days of Idi Amin, to the days of Kim Jong-un and his predecessors, which they had days of being current, to Pol Pot in Cambodia. How can it be progressive to go back to the days of Fidel Castro? You call that pro progressive? Folks, they couldn't be more regressive. You see, leftists never learn the lesson. They just die and are replaced by other leftists who then think they thought of a new idea. But as Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It's all been done before. Like Margaret Thatcher said, left, you know, socialism, you know, ultimately fails when you run out of other people's money. But that's not to say the next batch of leftist socialists don't think that they haven't discovered something new to them. And they think it's progressive to move backwards the time where <clears throat> where you had ribald debaucherous sex where you slaughtered children and you and you strip people of the rights to defend themselves that's regressive folks don't use that term or if you do quickly redefine it in the context of with who, of whomever you are speaking to all right why all of this coming down to this conclusion here to this program why this program is important, and why a lot of other conservative talk shows are important. I'm going to bring you things you won't hear on others. Others are going to bring you things you won't hear on my program. But this is why it is so important. This is why, folks, I'm spending a lot of money. I mean, if, you want to, if you'd like to be a sponsor on this program, I would love to have you as a sponsor because it's, it's expensive. Some guys golf. I do radio. Contact me, info at redskyradio.net, info at redskyradio.net, if you want to talk about being a sponsor to this program. Because our time is short, and I have to do what I have to do as quickly as I can to get the word out. And I'm going to give you two stories. Now, in future weeks, you're going to hear a bunch of stories. This week, you're just going to hear a couple of stories because they point to the necessity of this and other programs that somewhat overlap with this program. I spoke last week, which those of you in Phoenix didn't hear this, about the ridiculous pl plastic straw ban. You want to go ban plastic straws, go ahead in California. If you want to be just stuck on stupid Santa Barbara from where we came just a few months ago, if Santa Bar you want to be Santa Barbara stupid, it's a, hey, it's a new term. Let's introduce that into the colloquialism here. California stupid or, Calif or Santa Barbara stupid. The issue about banning plastic straws, which was meaningless because all the straws in the ocean come from China, Japan, Indonesia, Vietnam, and uh, I think Thailand. That's where they come from, like 60 or 70% of them. Nothing from Santa Barbara. But then to go ban them and then propose fines and jail time for people who violate the ban. Jail time for a waitress distributing a plastic straw? And yet at the same time, California has turned a felony into a misdemeanor if a homosexual guy who knows he has AIDS, knows he's HIV positive, contributes blood, is not detected, and now it's a misdemeanor. So it's a misdemeanor to go do something which you know has a very real possibility of injuring, damaging, or killing somebody. It's a misdemeanor, but you get jail time for a plastic straw. 
This is the lostness of the left. And there is a limited time for programs like this to get out. Because here's what one of the people in the Santa Barbara City Council said about this. He said, we have to do this because, unfortunately, common sense is just not common. I'm quoting. We have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. Do you get that? We have to, we, and they're all left-wingers on the on this city council. We, we have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. You know, to... Uh, this this elitist attitude is ridiculous. I mean, to quote William F. Buckley, he said, you know, liberals are leftists, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, they, they proclaim everybody having a right to their own idea, only to find out to their shock and chagrin that somebody else does have a different idea. There's number one. They this He comes out and says, we've got to regulate every aspect of people's lives. Guess what that means for this program and other programs? Guess what it means for the truth? Just look at Apple, Facebook, and YouTube. Announcing amazingly in coordinated fashion their ban of InfoWars and founder Alex Jones. Hey, I'm not an Alex Jones fan. Look, I but but look, if you are going to d- eliminate things that involve lying and deception and exaggeration, and I'm not saying Alan or Alex did all those things. He went over the top. I didn't. I, I didn't listen to the program, or not very much. And I'd hear something was wrong. I I turn it off. But even if you said that he was lying, deceiving, and he exaggerated, how is that any different than Hillary Clinton during her campaign? They're not take, they didn't take her off the air. They didn't take Barack Obama, B.O. himself, off the air when he talked about having, uh, keeping your doctor and all of that stuff and all the lies that he pushed. And then to go on and have the Democrats contend that they need to rein this in. And so Mark Warner of, of Virginia has said, we need to have a bill that will authenticate and disclose a geographic origin of all user accounts on social media and posts. We need to authenticate their identities. We need to turn over internal data and processes to public interest researchers to hunt down this kind of behavior. And he ends up with stating, this is unbelievable that we have to control this content, we have to eliminate what we think is fake news and false news because, quote, quote, this is a U.S. senator, the survival of our democracy depends on it, end quote. No, folks, the survival of our democracy depends upon a free and vigorous debate. It depends upon stations and programs like this being on the air, being able to stay on the air, because anything the Democrats don't like from my program, which will be the entire 54 minutes, they would consider fake news. And why is it fake? Because it doesn't comport with their reality. It doesn't line up with their vision of this utopian America where everything is done according to their rules and their terms and where they get to regulate everything. No, not going there. Not on my watch. No, we're not doing that. Tell other people about this program. If you'd like to be a sponsor, contact me at info at redskyradio.net. I want to remind everybody, if we make it, it's only because we sit tall in the saddle and we ride for the brand. Brand of Jesus Christ, as far as I'm concerned. God bless you. We will see you next week. KKXX, Paradise, K280, GL, Chico, and K280. 
Your news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Val Dior. Immigration hardliner Chris Kobach led Kansas Governor Jeff Collier by less than 200 votes today following the state's Republican primary election for governor. And it will be days before the race is actually settled. 191 votes. What an exciting night it was. What an exciting race. Uh, as a lifelong politico, and as I'm sure many other people who follow politics uh, no, there are rarely elections like this where you see the lead exchange hands so many times. And it happened in Ohio. That race also still close to call. Uh, many calling these primaries a thermometer for how Americans feel heading into the November midterm elections. New York police say they have identified the infant found dead in the East River on Sunday. Warren Levinson reports. NYPD Chief of Detectives Dermot Shea says the seven-month-old baby was picked up Saturday by his father at his mother's home. A day later, the father is seen leaving his apartment with a blanket-covered backpack rigged up as a baby carrier. We believe at this time that the child was deceased, and now the father is taking the child out of the residence. Four hours later, the baby's body was found in the East River in Lower Manhattan. The father, identified as 37-year-old James Curry, boarded a flight for Thailand Sunday. Shea says when he's brought back within a week, he'll face a charge of concealing a corpse. But as the investigation continues, the charges could expand. Warren Levinson, New York. He found out devastating news via email about a failed drug trial last year and was supposed to keep it secret. Instead, Republicans